0: Life from the Well is sponsored by Scratch Distillery. Located in Edmonds, Washington, Scratch Distillery crafts delicious spirits from scratch. Every batch is made by hand from local non-GMO organic grains. Head on over to Edmonds and taste the natural, delicious flavors for yourself. If you have an itch for a cocktail, go scratch it. Welcome to Life from the Well. We're here to share our perspectives with stories from the service industry. I'm your bartender, Joey. Enjoy the show.
1: This episode from Life from the Well is served handcrafted by Barfly Mixology Gear, a line of essential tools for mixologists. Live from the Well. Bow chicka wow wow.
0: And welcome back to another episode of Life from the Well. Joining us today is uh, fellow bartender, Kytan Blair. Uh, Kytan, welcome to the show.
1: Oh, thanks for uh, having me here, Joe. Appreciate it. Oh yeah, man.
0: Um, start off every show with a shot. So cheers to you, and thanks for coming on. Kelly, to you there.
1: Okay. Oh, God damn, that's good. Fuck me. <laughs> it wasn't good. Oh, that's that was so good. Cheap gin. I'm going to pour myself another one, with a little, little uh, sipper as we go. Right. Once I start, I don't stop.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of – I I, um, I started earlier, and then I realized that we were doing this a little later in the day, so I had to slow down on, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I had a cocktail when I came home, and I was like, all right, now no, I can't have any more until later because I don't want to be shit house when we start the episode. We've done that before, and it didn't it didn't go well, of course, I was in person, and I think people we just ended up wrestling by the end of the show, so I don't know if that yeah, could happen boys, you
1: know, boys will
0: be boys you know, it was you know, fun it was a good time, and we all enjoyed ourselves but well, I enjoyed the wrestling
1: match here or there
0: I should say like sixty six percent of the people enjoyed themselves I think there was a there was a portion of <laughs> percent of
1: the, of the room. time it works every time
0: yeah, exactly a portion of the room that was not having fun for sure um all right. So shots in feeling good and we'll jump right into your resume. Um, just the, the intro kind of what got you into the industry, like where you started and uh, how you got to where you
1: are. Uh, kind of just started like at random by chance. Um, I was doing uh, construction work for a really long time and was doing like really nice tile work for this guy for a couple of years and, he just couldn't tell me when I needed to be at work like the day before. And so I quit on the spot one day, just like walked away from the job site and was like, deuces, dude, I'm over you being a child. I'm yeah. out. And one of my best friends at the time, uh, Ryan Loby, was running a, um, a bar in Ballard called Stoneburner. He was the like assistant bar manager. Yeah. And he was like, we need a bar back. I think you'd be really good at it. You're really personable, blah, blah, blah. Um, And I took the job and worked with a bunch of really awesome bartenders that have all done very well in Seattle, like lead bartenders at Zigzag, Bar Manager Cannon, um, running uh, Numos, running King's Hardware, a bunch of really like very talented human beings. Uh, they all were bartending there at this time that I was learning. And I got a crash course on how to bartend. Uh, they definitely were not kind to me. I would call them the older brothers I wish I never had. Sure. If anyone has had an older brother, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um,
0: or trained as under older bartender brothers. That's uh, <laughs> Yeah, you,
1: you know, it's just, yeah, you, you yeah. just, you know, keep your mouth shut and mm-hmm. uh, do what you say. Um, Be that being guard. said, yeah, <laughs> uh, they were really awesome. I ended up getting, a. I worked there for about two and a half years and then nice. got a job at Damn The Weather um, bartending right when it kind of opened. And that ended up being, like, one of the best bars in America while I was there. It was, like, top five new bars in America. Oh, yeah. Best new bar in Seattle, best uh, old fashions in Seattle. Bunch of accolades got written up in Playboy, got written up in Time. Um, crazy stuff. Um, awesome. And I learned kind of how to, like, bartend there uh, a little bit more. And then transitioned from there to, like, a full restaurant um, at Heartwood Provisions, which was downtown. It was, like, sister restaurants in the Met um working there and actually learned a bunch about wine uh passed my sommelier test um nice. and just like a crazy good cocktail they won the uh, top 10 best west coast uh bar programs for restaurants last year by the spirited awards down in uh tales of the cocktail um and then this past year i just opened up uh roquette um which is in belltown uh with a um bartender his name's eric Hakkinen. Uh, he worked at Zigzag for about 10 years and um he he owns a import company that imports uh, a bunch of mezcal, uh Jaffard, um liqueurs, um Park cognac, uh El Jorgorial Mezcal, Nurse Soledad Mezcal, um a couple of moose. Um so he's my boss, but he has been in the industry for like twenty years and um we used to deal with him, I think, at, at my old at my old bar. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a really good guy. He's a fucking little rascal. And uh so, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at now um super stoked on where roquette was going we We got nominated for like best new bar on the west coast this year for the the spirited awards again um and yeah we were we were cruising we were having a good time up until all of this kind of like came to a halt yeah, up until the Ours world are pretty top. much like everything proof except for pandemic apparently
0: yeah yeah that's that's uh that's really been. <laughs> kind of our boast throughout throughout the decades right is is that no matter what happens people will still go to the bar and, and drink and that, that was one of that was one of my job security notes that i said to my family early on is you know oh, people are always gonna go to the bar don't worry like
1: i no always matter. have a job
0: no matter if things are good or bad they can always come see
1: me times are good people celebrate times are yeah. bad people drink it does it doesn't matter it, mm-hmm. it just it's a constant you know
0: yeah so it's it's a it's definitely uh uh a strange time right now and that's that's it's one thing that makes me happy I have this because I still have some sort of interaction and and, and you know you can sit down and talk about the, the drinks and the cocktails and, and oh yeah uh, of, yeah
1: they, I, I mean
0: go down those paths that you want to that you don't get to on a normal basis right But
1: absolutely and honestly like I'm such a social person that it's like I remember I think it was last year when we had like snow snow mm-hmm. I was tra- I was trapped in my apartment with Brian for like 5 <laughs> days, which was fine, but by like by the 5th day I was like, "Brian, we, we you I'm going to go to the bar." Mm-hmm. He was like He was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll walk if I have to." He goes, <laughs> "It's okay." That's, that's a while and I'm like, "I need to go just sit somewhere where there's other people." And he's <laughs> like, "You go a little You go a little, stir crazy, aren't you?" I was like, "Yeah." Yeah. I I need it.
0: <laughs> yeah so that was pandemic been? shit well, you worked a little bit into it, right so you didn't you weren't you weren't one of the one of the hordes that was sent home
1: in in March was that march February? uh we made it to like the second week of March before I got sent home yeah. um but yeah, I've been trying to like stay busy. I helped like my friend move and did like some repairs on <laughs> his house and
0: yeah. Yeah, i've leaned back into my old manual labor skills too (laughs) and did some painting and that kind of stuff
1: yeah i was like, gonna be outside i'm gonna talk to somebody this is gonna be fun but like yeah if i were just like at home i would have like i don't know there'd been like a giant mural on the wall of something like i've been like charlie from always sunny being like carol carol
0: (laughs) (laughs) just watching just watched yeah before i turn this on
1: pepe sylvia there's there is no pepe sylvia <laughs>
0: you you mentioned that you guys made the best old-fashioned in seattle i wanted to touch on that real quick uh yeah. what uh what's the uh what break that down for me I'm, I'm curious uh, i'm curious what uh what they rated
1: so <sighs> i mean uh i'm been a firm believer of this for a minute um and i'm I feel like one of the questions you asked me in the little like thing i like emailed you was like my favorite cocktails. Mm-hmm. All my yeah. favorite cocktails are like really three ingredients or like very straightforward. Sure. Uh, less is more. Uh, yeah. I like that. The, this The sum is always more than the ingredients. So it's like one plus one equals three mm-hmm. for a lot of these drinks. And if you get it just right, it just sings like the, the flavors are there. You just need to figure out how to Brown. harmonize with them and have them do their work. Yeah. Um, so for the old-fashioned, it was just um, Dickel rye, um, some Demerara uh, cane syrup. So it's going to be like a – think of like an unrefined cane syrup. So it gives it a little bit more viscosity and actually gives it a little bit more flavor. There's like there's a little complexity there, which goes really well with like bourbon and rye. A mm-hmm. um, couple – two dashes of Angostura, a couple stirs. I think 40 rotations was the magic number for our Hoshizaki ice machine. Right. Nice. And uh, yeah, serve over a big cube and then just a um, twist of a lime pe- or a orange peel to mm. give it all that orange oil and give the aromatics a, a lift and then skewer a, ch- skewer a, not a maraschino cherry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like a, like really, really beautiful, uh, like a griot cherry, which is like Spanish mm. cherry, brandy cherry. Um, and there you go. Less is more. Nice. And you're, you're letting, you're letting the letting the whiskey and you're letting kind of like the ingredients do the do all the heavy lifting for you you don't need to overthink it it Mm -hmm. it's there already um which is really fun and that's why i really like those cocktails because if you simplify them down to just like those those like few things those three things the all the variations that you're going to do you're really going to get the character of the spirit through Mm -hmm. that um because you kind of have the everything else is a constant But like when you start like experimenting with like, you know, crazy tinctures or like bitters or, you know, stuff like that, you kind of lose sight of what you're really trying to capture in my opinion.
0: Nice. That's awesome, man. I actually, um, I think that was, you know, that that, that's one of the, I think one of the most important things when, especially when you're, when you're making cocktails or even trying to create a new cocktail is to really, to try to keep it as simple as possible. You really don't want to, Overcomplicate it or you know bring in too many flavors you know you, you want to build on the flavors that are already there and just by using a couple simple things you're adding volume and making something that that highlights you know um yeah, yeah. And i love that that's awesome
1: makes it makes it easy and delicious man oh yeah that's that's
0: that's cocktail that's cocktail creation 101 and i mean it should be because it's a because it's a man or an old-fashioned and that's like I mean, so that's the structure with which
1: we build all the cocktails off of. It's, we don't need to reinvent the wheel, man. It's already been done. Like, right? It's there. It works yeah. for a reason. It's a classic for a reason. Like. Mm-hmm. Totally.
0: And, then and I mean, I think we've all had those overworked cocktails too that are just, there's just 10, 10 things too many going on. And, and you realize that, you know, you, you, don't, you don't need all of that.
1: You know, it's just, just a, just a no. little
0: bit here and there. Yeah.
1: And you like take a sip, you're like, I don't even know it's, I don't even know what this cocktail's doing right now.
0: Yeah, it's smoky, you know, sweet, spicy, and sour. Hmm.
1: Right, I mean, it's all over the place. And not a single one of them is right where it needs to be. Either. Yeah, it's just uh, confusing. Yeah.
0: Like I just got smacked in the face with a pickle. <laughs> but then people want now pickle juice to do as a shot. So that's
1: fine. Yeah, I, oh, I know it. I get asked that. Yeah. Like, yo, know, no, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, yeah we, I always had um, pickled onions so i was like i could give you like pickled onion juice and they're like no i don't want that
1: i'm like well okay it's It's the same thing it's like vinegar and like it's 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 essentially the same
0: thing it just it's more oniony than cucumbery i guess yeah you're gonna have all that all those good probiotics in there right from the
1: anyway you're gonna be fine (laughs) drink a a pedialyte before (laughs) you go to bed and you'll be just fine trust me
0: yeah and you'll probably feel better than just drinking pickle juice which is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which is high in sodium,
1: honestly. So, yeah, babies drink Pedialyte. Like, you'll be fine. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> 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 Do you know the daiquiri history?
1: Ah, uh, from my fucking bartender drunken knowledge passed down <laughs> between generations of bartenders. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's daiquiri- actually one of
0: my favorite places to go first. you you start with like the rumor well and then you like see if it has legs oh
1: it's so good everyone has a different story for like different drinks it's so funny i love it Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) my friend is always like he told me when i was like first starting out he's like uh if you don't know what something is it's probably a french aperitif wine he's like just go with that i guarantee it and it's like nine times out of ten that's what it is it's like French or Italian.
0: Uh, the, the Italians have a lot of aperitif in there. I didn't you know just about throw it. In there so. and you're like,
1: It's probably what it is.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, my understanding was like um, when they like people were working in the fields, it kind of started like daiquiri kind of started as a tea punch, um, which is another classic cocktail, which is just like basically raw, just rum, a little bit of raw sugar, and like a lime squeezed over the top. Mm-hmm. um and that's kind of what was like the drink of choice working the fields um and you know it'd get you drunk and keep you a little refreshing give you a little boost with the sugar keep the scurvy away with a little bit of lime and you know you're a set Um, uh, as far as like the actual daiquiri cocktail though i it actually eludes me and um i would love to be reminded and educated again i've uh shamefully i've read in a bottle of rum by wayne curtis which is a wonderful wonderful book and it has a wonderful storied history about rum mm-hmm. and if you have not read that i would highly recommend which it. one
0: is it i'm gonna write it down
1: uh in a bottle of rum
0: In a bottle of rum i've been uh, i've been um like pumping up my my uh my spirit books and just like doing all the histories with all the guys and and uh it's been a lot of fun so
1: Anything, anything I can get
0: in there is 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 just more more good shit.
1: Oh, it's super good, nice. and uh, it, it gives the story of rum and also the story of kind of like rum in America, which mm-hmm. was like a really big thing. Um, believe it or not, America yeah. used to make a ton of rum before it made any sort. Of, yeah, you know, yeah, for sure. Break. Vodka
0: didn't come into the states until like the 1900s, like the late 1900s. And yeah. then I took everything over, but before that it was there was rum gin and whiskey we were like the kings.
1: That's that's it. And then if you were lucky to live in the south, you got some cognac as well. Yeah. those was rascally French.
0: Mm. Yeah, the south southeast. <sighs> right? Down but down in the New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, New Orleans. Yeah,
1: yeah, Where the New Orleans, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> New Orleans and Florida, all of that.
0: hmm So I imagine the just thinking about it because we were doing the we did the research on the on the uh um, the gimlet and that was a, a like a naval cocktail they went back to like the british sailing boats and the the um it was basically the they would it was when rose's lime was created they just started mixing it with gin mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the gimlet um because they, they, that's... they that's it,
1: gotta be rough
0: <laughs> yeah yeah well it was the origins of rose's lime they were just trying to preserve the limes and so they added sugar essentially and so they just had like this this sugary lime juice that they added gin to to cut it probably and it was it was better yeah
1: you kind of like and it was it, it was the naval
0: strength gin too so yeah, it was you know in the hundred hundred fourteen 114 plus
1: proof um, that good that good good
0: yeah Yes, yeah, so I, I imagine that there was some sort of daiquiri fashion on the boat too, with because the, the on those old boats, gin was the officers' drink and then rum was the sailors' drink. Absolutely, um, and so that's why you have naval strength in both categories. Um,
1: also, I don't know if you delve into this, but I figured out like I figured out what like a tot was because like <laughs> they had like an allotment and you'd have like a tot in the morning, a tot for lunch, and a tot for dinner. Oh yeah, dude, a tot was like four and a half ounces. What? Imagine waking up on a ship, right? And you're like, all right, I'm get <laughs> they Just got the shakes just if they don't get their tot. Of bo- well, exactly, and that's why, like, mm-hmm. they had to have stores of alcohol because if they ran out, like, people would freak out. Yeah, but the imagine boat would just sink four, itself. Four and a half ounces of like navy strength gin first thing in the morning.
0: So, so that's you're like, so gonna
1: be drunk the entire day.
0: You're doing three of those a day. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty. That's, I mean, that's how you stay drunk all day. That's, <laughs>
1: that's how. That's how you don't mutiny because you just can't. Yeah, I can really stand.
0: Yeah, but you also probably keep the crews a little subdued, because they're they're kind of lit and happy, and they have to keep coming back to you to get their drug, right? Exactly. Then, yeah, that's why they couldn't,
1: never could run out of Crete. like booze at like out at sea because. Yeah, that's when that mutinies happen.
0: That's how you get pirates.
1: Then Man, they go get their own know. rum. Exactly. Then they go get their own rum.
0: <laughs> and then you can't control them once they make their own rum. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> so daiquiri is the name of a beach and an iron mine near Santiago de Cuba. Ooh. And it's a word in Taino. T-A-I-N-O. I, don't, I never say okay. words right, but I, I, I care. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the Taino were indigenous people of the Caribbean. Um, so that was so we're going back a ways they they encountered Columbus in the 1400s so Um, the drink was supposedly invented by an American mining engineer who was in Cuba during the time of the Spanish American War uh it's possible it says no, none of these drinks that, that go back more than 50 years have a concrete history so nah,
1: that's what makes it fun
0: yeah yeah but that yeah because it just gives us all stories to tell right because yeah. nobody, nobody really cares that much
1: also everyone oh. was super drunk back in the day i don't think people realize how much booze people back in like the, mm-hmm. the 18 1900s drank but it was like a lot ridiculous
0: you know the queen of england has like three cocktails a day and they're and they're like at least three ounces, I think. It's like three three ounce cocktails a day. Yeah, so. she drinks like three martinis or something like that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, and she's like invincible. I think she's just lit all the time. She's just kind of no, I mean, it's not. I mean, she's she's a little a old lady,
1: so that's a lot. Uh, the alcohol she's just like, having a tea yeah. party all the time. She's <laughs> just out there hanging out.
0: We need to inter. We need to show her the benefits of marijuana, and
1: she yeah, absolutely. she can be high noon all day.
0: Right. <laughs> high tea.
1: <laughs> that's the fun stuff.
0: Um, this says this says so it says the early 1900s it looks like the origins for for kind of when it started spreading around but then the basic recipe for daiquiri here it goes is also similar to the grog british sailors drank aboard ship from the 1780s as a means of preventing scurvy by 19 by 1795 the royal navy daily grog ration contained rum water three quarters ounce of lemon or lime juice and two ounces of sugar. And this was a common drink across the Caribbean. And as soon as ice became available, this was included instead of the water. Fuck. Yeah. So there you go. That's fucking daiquiris, man. Yeah. They're They're delicious. They've been drinking forever. They've been keeping people alive for just as long.
1: (laughs) And anyone that's listening to this right now, I want I want you to perk up your ears because there is no slushy involved in any of these recipes.
0: The next thing on the page here says frozen daiquiri. <laughs> Damn it! Do you want to hear the history on the frozen daiquiri? It just says a wide variety of alcoholic mixed drinks made with finely pulverized ice are often called frozen daiquiri. Uh, it doesn't have a history. It just acknowledges it on the page. Sorry, it's there, but.
1: It's, it's, it's yeah. around.
0: I think the best way if you're going to have a frozen daiquiri is in like a celestial machine, but otherwise the daiquiri on the rocks or served neat is uh, quite delightful.
1: It's just, it's just so crushable. It's just so friendly.
0: And, well, if we remember back to um, the Hemingway daiquiri, his, his critique of the drink was that it was too sweet and needed more alcohol. And so, so they doubled the rum and got rid of the sugar and added um, Luxardo for Maraschino.
1: Maraschino instead. Yeah,
0: um, And, and that's a, that just takes it to another level too, I guess, right? It really does. It
1: kicks it up a notch. Mm-hmm. I mean, the man was having like several of those a day. So, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which again, <laughs> makes you question some of the choices he made, but whatever.
1: Ah, here we are. <laughs> uh, another fun fact. Uh, <laughs> do you know what the oldest, uh, where like rum originated or what the oldest distillery is in the Caribbean?
0: Is it is it uh, it's is it in Cuba,
1: or is it not? It is in Barbados. Okay. Yeah. So Mount Gay, okay,
0: uh, the oldest one, is
1: argued to be the oldest one. They have the oldest surviving document, which is very funny because you know times in the Caribbean were you know iffy okay. all around the edges, sure. and there's a lot of pirates and rum drinking and mm-hmm. you know scallywag, Other
0: Rapscallions running around burning shit down to the ground on a regular basis.
1: Exactly, like pretty, like you know, I would probably say like weekly or biweekly at this yeah, point. Yeah, but, it's uh,
0: common, common case. Um,
1: uh, yeah, seventeen oh three is their oldest surviving document.
0: I mean, that's pretty cool. That's 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 you know 300,
1: 300 years. Yeah, that's, that's a grip, year. man. That's that's pretty solid for a company to be around.
0: <laughs> yeah. What's the old? What's um? How long has Buffalo Trace been around? Because I know they're like the oldest continuously run one in in the continental states
1: i didn't know that yeah That'd they used curious. to be
0: um i got to go to some meet and greet with that guy one time with the harlan wheatley he was at, he was at a thing at the at the um the met oh hell yeah years ago. i love buffalo
1: trace They great products
0: all the way around yeah right so well they're the you know they're the ones tied with pappy that's that yep. distillery the blantons the eagle rare the uh, yeah, no, weller. I, I, I'm always I'm always like blowing wind up their skirt and I don't get anything from them so I got to watch how much I how much I do that but it went no. for sponsorship before we give them too much but they <laughs> <laughs> but um the the one of the things I loved about them so much well I mean they, I remember got back in early the early 2000s I think is when they rebranded as Buffalo Trace and, and kind of hit the scene with with uh you know a really 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 like solid bourbon in a in a in a really affordable price point. It was like twenty three dollars for a bottle of bourbon.
1: Yeah, no, it, was, it is. It was like better than anything you could get. You know, at around the fifty dollar range. Super drinkable and just like super good quality.
0: Oh, so they're seventeen seventy one is what they're dated back to. I think that's, that's pretty. Fucking which is pretty nuts. Yeah, they were one of like three distilleries that stayed open during. Um, during uh, prohibition, because they made medicinal uh, spirits for yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wink.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But you know there was you know they had contracts with the government, and that was basically how you stay open is you have contracts with the government when they, and
1: or the mob you pick one yeah and or. they both stay pretty well.
0: Well, the government keeps you open legally. The mob keeps you open, you know, with their <laughs> Tommy guns. <laughs> 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 cool. All right, now is where I would go make the cocktail, but actually, I'm going to go make a cocktail.
1: Perfect. Well, I'm going to make myself a little cocktail then. Uh, get down. Get on it, too. Want to watch Joey make the cocktail? Find all of our videos on our website at lifefromthewell.com or go to YouTube and subscribe to our channel, Life From The Well. Cheers to that. Cheers, Matt. That's it. Oh, that's yummy. Yeah, a little white Negroni. Mm-hmm. So dry vermouth,
0: gin, and then what's your bitter in
1: that? Uh, Blanc vermouth, actually. Blanc Blanc. vermouth, gin, and um, suze. So you can use suze or you can use sailors. Okay. Both are French uh, gentian root liqueurs that are like more bitter than Campari and a little bit more floral. So you end up with a more delicate, uh, like lighter, more floral Negroni, which I personally like. Yeah.
0: That sounds awesome. Yeah, I love it. Fucking
1: crushable.
0: Grab a bottle of Sue's post-taste.
1: Yes, I highly recommend it. Dude. Yeah, I'm into is not it. it. Isn't it? I'm ready to
0: take my Negroni to the next level.
1: Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Cheers, man.
0: <clears throat> <clears throat>
1: yeah, fuck yeah, bitching. So cocktail
0: is a daiquiri and we're drinking Negronis. but right, this right, is a show sure. we tend to go off script from
1: time to time. That was on the list too. Negronis are delicious. It's probably my favorite cocktail, period
0: yeah it's just a good go-to it's strong and like you just sip it so it lasts for a while because it's i don't know you you can chug them if you want but like it, it just, it's just so much better when you just kind of sit there and sip on it over the
1: course of a period you know and, and it kind of gets better over time with like mm-hmm. the ice like if you have it on the rocks oh. you prefer it and it just kind of gets better over time and also it's just i can have it Pre dinner, it kind of wakes my appetite up, and then I can have it post dinner if I want, and it kind of settles everything. It's mm-hmm. just kind of, it's just there. It's It's great it's like on a, a good, hot day, like yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like a good, it's like a good friend. <laughs> Be like, hey, huh? how's it going? Hell How yeah. you
0: something beautiful about a Negroni. I don't know what it is. It's it's uh, you know a sweet, better, herbal delight.
1: Yeah, agree. And good. like the, crazy, the best well, thing, it's like the astringent
0: in your mouth that like it draws all the moisture out almost. That bitterness, but then like it allows you to taste different things that way. Yeah, it's just just good. Yeah, fuck yeah. Mm. <laughs> so
1: yeah, uh, yeah. It's I, funny because I have Tasty Notes on here. We're doing the
0: Negroni Tasty Notes because why the hell not <clears throat> Negronis will come up time and time again. I feel like, oh, I as a, they should. I have a as Negroni they... sweatshirt. That's
1: <laughs> fuck yeah.
0: You can't swear all over the place. It's part of the show. <laughs> Um, cool. So that, it, that takes us over into, um, personal experiences. So this is like looking on your bartending career. Um, this is kind of like the, the, uh, just highlights, lowlights, random shit that happened along the way. Just kind of, is there anything, uh, jumping out right away as far as like just moments that you want to share or, uh, or should
1: What's up? i mean <clears throat> i i do uh, there are definitely some things that have happened that are like pretty ridiculous outrageous um being a bartender uh it's just it's just a wild ride you never know what the day is going to bring what the night's going to bring and i think that's part of the reason why i keep coming back to it and i love it so much is every day is different you can have the best day ever you can also just have the worst day ever but regardless um you're never going to have the same the same day twice, which is like something really, really beautiful to me. Yeah. So you can have the worst day ever and have a bunch of terrible people come in or something bad happens or whatever, but that can never be repeated. It's impossible for that same storm to hit again. Right. Um, and the next day is just its own fresh new start, which I think is like really beautiful and kind of therapeutic um, for me personally, because you can have go from having the worst day ever to having the best day ever the next day, um, which is really cool um let's see i like that I you you that,
0: always have the potential to have your best day tonight. That's
1: that's best. every day you can it's a fun way that's a fun
0: way of going into work too because i feel like i feel like optimism is a big part of our job because so many people are coming to you to look at you and bringing their energy from the day to you and, and you end up like you know spending your energy on people you know and for for what it's worth you know they they they're 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 coming to you to find something other than kind of their mundane right
1: yeah and i mean that's what makes it fun like being able to like talk to different people and you never know people could be having the worst day could be having the best day you don't know yeah you just don't know and you don't know what you're going to get either and it just knowing that the next day will will be completely different than the day i just had even if it was good or bad is something kind of refreshing right knowing that once i go to sleep the next day is a completely different new day yeah. I don't carry over anything from that day to the next. Um, which is, I don't know, it's cool. Like that's awesome. I'm not worried about turning in this report that I have to do at the end of the week or whatever. <laughs> like, you know, I don't have to worry about putting cover sheets on my TPS reports because right. I'm gonna get yelled at. That day is done. Onto Every day
0: has its end of the day paperwork and then you start over.
1: That's it. Fresh start. And that's I, I love that. Um yeah. uh, I think <laughs> so i've worked i worked in Ballard kind of to start um uh, and then I've worked on first avenue for the last like five years mm-hmm. and um, that's an interesting area for sure <laughs> yeah i started I've gone from like Pioneer square to kind of the market to now to belltown and um all on literally just first Avenue the entire time.
0: I'm just and working your way down.
1: It's pretty, yeah, right. Like, I I hope I get back to Ballard eventually. I missed yeah,
0: that. Just trying to get back to, that's funny.
1: <laughs> Whoa. Lord. Hey man, there's lots gonna, of
0: people looking like for people right now.
1: Oh man. You so never I'm know coached. what's going to happen on, uh, on first Avenue. It's it's a wild ride. Let me mm-hmm. tell you. It's fun. Uh, I think it was probably like one of my first uh, bartending shifts that damn the weather i was working with this guy his name was tyler Matz. uh super nice guy he's the uh, general manager of Vito's up on capitol hill never been there highly recommend it it's an old 50s gangster bar nice uh, yeah it's like super dimly lit they play live jazz music cocktails are really good mm. classic italian food uh their vip room is called the cougar room and they have like a giant stuffed cougar in it it's, it's fucking rad uh him and i were working uh we look very similar and, uh, I was working service Well. And he was working the, the mayor well, uh, and for people that aren't familiar service, well, makes the drinks for the restaurant, the bar, all the, all the floor seats, and maybe takes care of like two people in front of them. And then the mayor well is he's the mayor of the bar. He's shaking hands, kissing babies. If babies were allowed in bars, he'd be kissing them. All of that. Making sure the people at the bar are welcome.
0: We're going to seats being the personality.
1: Yeah, exactly. Personality. Well, and so mm. he was working that. Um, and the corner of the bar is probably like 15 feet from like the entrance of the door. And it was summertime and the door was just open. And this lady walks in and just walks to the, the edge corner of the bar where this couple is like sitting there having, having dinner. Um, they're eating beef heart tartare mm-hmm. and she walks up to them and just goes, are you done with that? And just reaches onto the plate and just starts eating the beef heart tartare by hand. Um, my friend Tyler was not paying attention. He was further down the bar. and didn't quite yeah. see it. And I like hit him. I was like, Tyler got to do something about that. <laughs> and I, I walk around to the other side of the bar and he goes up like to her. And like, ma'am, I'm gonna have to ask you to leave. What are you even doing? Like, please like just stop. And she's like, you're not the boss of me. And just grabs the beat heart heart hearts, and throws it and just hits him square in the face all right and then proceeds to just walk out yeah she was not wearing any shoes and she also did not have any teeth
0: mm-hmm is she just be happy she <laughs> left on her own
1: accord <laughs> I, I i was personally because i didn't have to deal with it uh-huh. i had a pretty good laugh at my co-worker as he walked to, around to the pass and uh had beef tartare all over his face all over and the then i told him i was like but i i got the bar you can have yourself a twenty. Go, yeah, go, go do what you need to do. <laughs> go
0: wash <it> up, hon. <laughs>
1: that was I uh, was pretty upsetting for you personally. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: well, it's always fun to watch.
1: Oh yeah, it's the it's the worst because to... you know
0: that you're going to have to be that person at some point. We've all been that person at some point. Oh, it, 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 ha- so it's, it, it is so Yeah, the best experiences are the ones that you don't have to to, to be part of.
1: You know? No, and he was very unlucky. So he found. <laughs> We used to take out the garbage down at the weather as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, as a bartender, closing a proper bar, you get done at two.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Take the garbage out around three or whatever. Sure. Uh, down in Pioneer Square, it's not the friendliest neighborhood. No. And no, so not. same guy was uh, <laughs> taking out the trash at three. And um, that same lady, believe it or not, was out back.
0: Just hanging out, waiting.
1: <laughs> giving this guy a job. Oh, no. <laughs> that explains the no teeth. The no teeth, ex- I, full circle on the whole. I don't know that's
0: why, but that's probably, that's, that's. Yeah, that's who knows?
1: And yeah, it was like five, like less than five feet away from the door. And he opens the door, she turns, looks at him, smiles, no teeth, goes right back to it. And my friend, my my friend was like, yeah, uh, I, I refuse to take out the garbage ever again. We're, we're just. <laughs>
0: It's 3 a.m. What are you going to do? I mean, that's yeah. Uh, and
1: then come to find out that we, we, there's like cleaning people, and the cleaning people, all they asked was an extra five dollars to take the trash out at night. And so the bartenders basically, we all pooled our money. Like you can take five dollars out. Co- of I'll cover it
0: every night I work for
1: wages, so I don't have to do that ever. Please,
0: <laughs> that's funny. <laughs>
1: uh, that was a good one. Um, the same guy.
0: <laughs> same guy
1: this is like the most unlucky unluckiest bartender i've ever met It's super funny uh so he's working at Vito's, right mm-hmm. which is like this kind of like like i was saying it's like a old school like gangster bar up on like first i think it's like 10th and madison or something like that um it's like super dimly lit beautiful bar it separates goes like full circle around beautiful back bar in the middle so you can't really see from one end to the other uh, it was the end of the night. Uh, myself and one of the uh, the head chef of Daniel Weather were visiting my friend who also worked there. And we we're just, like, hanging out, chilling, drinking beers on the edge. He was, like, sitting there talking to us. It was, like, 1 one in the morning. Uh, this regular and this, this girl and these two guys walk in. They're Like, the girl was a regular. And they sit on the opposite edge of the bar. Uh, and if you were, like, walking through the front door, it's, like, that would be the first seat of the bar that you would sit at. Like, you could see the entrance of the – Mm. of the establishment from this edge of the bar. Yeah. And we're sitting on the opposite edge with the the back bar in the middle, so you can't see us to them. So they sit down, they order three beers, they order three Rainiers, and my friend Tyler comes back and starts talking to us again. We're hanging out. Uh, within about five minutes, uh, we saw like a flash over on that side of the bar. Well, what the fuck is going on? Walks over there, Girl is, pants around her knees, ass up onto the bar. One guy is eating her out. Oh, no. At the, the bar? The other guy is sitting there with a Polaroid camera taking pictures. Oh, no. Guys, Polaroid, come on. Oh, amazing. My friend is what are you doing? Like, you can't do that. Like, you can't just be naked on the bar. Also, like, that's the first thing people see when they walk in is just your ass and your well, all of it. And they just go, what? Are you some sort of fascist? Are you fucking communist state? I thought this was a free country. We can do what we want. And then proceeded to argue with him it's while property, continually doing what they're doing <laughs> that it's a free country and that mm. he was a communist and a fascist mm. because he was ruining their art
0: yeah no but it's not a public space those are a private property and so
1: it is not a public space at <laughs> all also there's also, there's also
0: sanitary laws around that
1: where, <laughs> you you can't
0: know, just... we could lose our license and so we're well within our rights to 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 remove uh those people from the premises.
1: Oh, it was hilarious, and they argued like tooth and nail with him about. cold oh, water
0: on them until they go outside. That's, that's, it
1: was the funniest thing I think I've ever seen, because my <laughs> friend didn't really know how to react. Like, like, how do you react to that? Like, I think I think so you funny.
0: just fill up a pitcher of water right? and you and you, and you, and you throw it on them.
1: Yeah, go get outside. Out. Go and get.
0: <laughs> go outside, <laughs> and they say, "What?" And you say, "Go outside into the free world. This is private property." Yeah,
1: no more, no
0: more. If you're in here, police will arrest you. If you're outside, they might not. Correct.
1: <laughs> fair. That's, I mean, that's that's fair. Uh, I think so that's what I like, try to
0: tell people because then I don't have to touch them. You know, it's like that's.
1: I'll have to deal with them. Yeah.
0: Yeah, let's let's let uh, let's clear this up as as painful as painlessly as possible.
1: Oh, so funny. I, <laughs> it was like the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever, seen. because they had like the audacity to argue with him that yeah. it was yeah, completely they didn't hang out okay. For a while.
0: <laughs> no. You, not the fact that you were just caught doing that. Like, now you're going to hang out and argue your case. Like, it should just be something you're allowed to do. That's, I mean. Yeah, they were, like, furious. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to squat on people's rights, first
1: of all. I mean, no, I, you know, art is art, you know. Art I, art. I get it. Like, I'm sure those Polaroids were pretty banging after it was all said and done. But, like.
0: But there's a park across the street that has, that has fixtures, and and that's public property. I mean, if you want to make a statement, go there,
1: like, do do as you will, all right? Be but then free. also
0: you have that public indecency law that they might come at you with. So
1: I feel like Seattle's pretty loose about that too. I don't know. They,
0: they are, but I think they they banned the naked bike ride this year, didn't they? Oh, finally! People probably yeah. still did it, but <laughs> That's I, unfortunate. I saw a thing where they were canceling it in in a lot of different places for
1: solstice. I thought that was because of uh, COVID, not because yeah. of just like the ass and titties.
0: Yeah, I mean they'll do, they'll use any reason though, right?
1: Yeah. They probably would want that gone for a while. Let's be real.
0: It'll be back. I mean, it, it. I feel like over the years, that's been a thing that it lasts like for a week, anyways. I'd be riding my bike home from work on a, on a Tuesday, and there'd be like a group of naked people riding by me. Yeah, I, <laughs> there they go. Randomly,
1: randomly. I yeah. I was working I was working on First Avenue one year, and like, yeah, dude, like cruising past the damn the weather. like ten people just buck ass naked. Yeah. I'm like. I was like, guys, you don't even have body paint on. Like, no, what it was, are you doing?
0: It's just a dare. They're just like, hey, I'm bored. Let's go out. Yeah, I, I love like, well, Seattle, Seattle, man. You naked, get people.
1: Random, weird shit like that. That's one of the best things about the city. Yeah, I feel it. It's just hilarious to me. Hell yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, those are definitely, uh, I think, some of like the like more outrageous highlights. Yeah, those
0: uh, those are good. Um,
1: some funny stuff
0: um what so what do you think about the industry is one of the things that's kept you in it for so long what's what's the biggest draw to you
1: uh part of it like i said earlier was like the fact that every day is its own unique adventure (laughs) and like i not having to take like stress home with work is kind of nice like work can be definitely stressful and like being able to multitask to such a degree and be able to do so much all at once and kind of just doing like being on stage or being like present the entire time is draining. But the fact that you don't like once you clock off and like lock the door, you're done for the day. Like Mm -hmm. that's it. Like you did it. It's done. And like, that's a beautiful thing to me. Um, Another definitely is the never ending uh, quest for knowledge is, like, you can study and read and drink and uh, do do it all. But, like, it's constantly changing. There's constantly more new spirits. There's mm-hmm. constantly new things to play with. There's so much, so many different combinations of things. There's so many, clas- there's so many cocktails. There's so many classic cocktails, new neo-cocktails. Like, yeah. it's just a continual. Um, you can never know it all progression yeah you can never know it all and like to me that's beautiful is like Mm -hmm. to be able to be do something and where i learn something new every day the limitless like ambition kind of yeah really cool Mm -hmm. um because yeah i i I strive to learn something new every day and i usually do to be honest and sometimes i learn something you know it, it might be something about people it might be something about cocktails it might be something about beer wine whatever but every day that I am doing my job, I am learning and progressing forward, which I think is really beautiful. Um, cause it keeps it interesting.
0: Yeah. And it keeps, it keeps your focus and it keeps you like, it keeps you on a, on a track to improve yourself, which, which overall is like the best way to live your life. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. We're constantly
0: trying to improve ourselves. Then, then that's where our focus always is. And that's what we're always striving for, whether it's yeah. you know, in the bar or outside of the bar, but, but, but that's kind of where I think that gets established in a lot of us. So I, I found like traveling the world, like that I've I've fallen in love with different spirits. Um I've been to Italy a couple of times and that's actually where Negronis just started to make sense to me. Like I just everywhere you went, there was like you get a cappuccino in the morning and a Negroni for lunch kind of thing. Or at least that was, that's how I experienced it. I don't know that how sounds, other people experience
1: well, that sounds it. Like that. Lovely. Yeah. I would never that's, leave. Yeah, that's, how, just keep I, that's
0: how I do Italy when I go there. And, and it's, it's a, it's a possibility. Like every coffee shop, they also have like aperitifs and you're just like, Oh shit, we can make cocktails right now.
1: Yeah. Um, Why would you not? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah we we have all the things dude yeah. it's it's, yeah, it's also gonna, like we're going a nap here in a little bit
0: <laughs> and it's where it's from and that's kind of it's kind of also just amazing to go somewhere well it, it's fun knowing that the cocktail is an american invention and then traveling the world and seeing like how that is blossomed in other countries you know because we don't have a lot of things that we can really claim to our country you know as far as like originality goes you know we, there's a lot of things you know because we're a, a country of mixed culture essentially, right. but, but one of the things that, that is very much our own is, is the cocktail which is fun um and so uh i don't know I, I i it just it just makes me feel more connected with the world when i go other places and i see them doing stuff that we do too
1: yeah and you're like yeah all right i see yeah. you
0: so my question to you is like what have you tra- you've traveled around a little bit i know but, uh, yeah what, what is your experience like with with uh traveling the world and and experiencing different uh spirits and cultures
1: um i have unfortunately i've not been to europe yet but i've been to mexico a couple times and i've been to australia and southeast asia oh yeah um and mexico is uh, it's it's, that holds my heart for sure just the culture what parts of uh do
0: you go to when you go down there
1: uh oaxaca nice nice
0: specifically oh, obviously um, the home of Mexico, right that's the
1: that's that's it I mean and also it's like one of the seven culinary wonders of the world yeah the food down oh, yeah yeah it's <laughs> it's silly and it's all like street food that's super good too it's like a dollar for you know for like this like the best lote you've ever had or a dollar for the best like torta you've ever had it's yeah hell yeah it's silly um but yeah, like when, like going down there and like watching them, like they're like cocktail bars and like making cocktails that they have the ingredients for with like the local fruits that they have or the local syrups mm-hmm. or saps or whatever, like it's really cool. Um, and. Well, that's the so you whole know, like, that's that. sorry. I mean, uh, but that's like kind of that what
0: well, we try to recreate with like our, our craft cocktails and like the farm to table restaurants and like using local ingredients to like source things and, you know then you make the drinks of things that are grown near each other that grows together goes together but then when yep, you actually absolutely. go to that culture and and see i mean it's not a luxury that's just how it is there you know and that that's well, that's where that, that was just, born it, and then you see like how amazing it is like kind of in its in its natural habitat
1: well and it just makes sense right so it's like us up here it's like i have access to Anything and everything I could possibly think of, just about like right. I can, I can get it. I can order this herb, I can order like find these fruit or find these spices or what you name it, I can get it right. But like, if you go, yeah, to I, got, the,
0: I got yuzu for a cocktail.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Yuzu. Like, I have, yuzu, I have shisho, I have you know, I have marionberry, I have tayberries, I have yes. you, you name it, I can get it. Marionberries right? so, are native.
0: Like,
1: you go, you go down there, you go down these places, and you're like, well, I'm going to use this. And I'm like, well, why are you going to use that? It's like, well, that's what we have.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And this makes sense. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, like you're using the ingredients that you really only have access to and you're being highly creative with it. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's it's just so cool. It's so beautiful. And it also helps me like, helps me think of new ideas of like new things that I didn't know existed. I went down there and there's like, I like walked through the market. And I was like, what are these? And they're like, those are mangoes. I was like, those are mangoes. They're like, yeah. Those are mangoes. Those are mangoes. Those are mangoes. And I talked to my friend. He's like, "Yeah, dude, five different types of mangoes grow down here." I was like, mm-hmm. "I didn't
0: even know that there was that." Like, any I thought there was mangoes. just mangoes.
1: <laughs> oh, it was so. They were so good, and they're like, it was just a very different flavor than the mm-hmm. mango that I was familiar with. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Like having that cocktail culture there and like seeing what people do with like things they have access to is just. Mm-hmm really cool and that's and that's a really fun thing about traveling is like oh i never thought about that i never knew that there's other types of mangoes i never knew that like those spices would go so well together but here we are and that's you know that because that's how you guys have done things for this amount of time and mm-hmm. that's beautiful
0: yeah um, you spend your life just doing this because it makes sense
1: yeah 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 it's it's uh, it's i don't know it's it's really cool um and uh, i don't know i i love it and that goes back to the same thing of like just i don't know learning something new every day like it's a never-ending journey of knowledge Mm -hmm. you know it it allows you it
0: allows you the the ability to i mean i think it gives us a different lens with which to explore the world right because now now we go and i mean thanks thanks in part to to Bourdain and 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 his compatriots but most you know i don't know i want to pay tribute where it's due just yeah, like absolutely. The, the travel and and just appreciation of culture and 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 how and I mean, um, and and, and 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 yeah, just go into other places and and seeing what they eat and what they drink and 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 realize you know realizing that a lot of it is is as different as it is that there's so many similarities across the board because you know the, the human palate is the same. <laughs> just depends on what grows locally that you learn to like, but yeah i don't know i I think i think that it's it's a it's just it's this different era that we're in and i love i love every bit of it like oh it's it's not to to go around
1: and 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 connect that way i guess yeah i mean it's beautiful like you can you know hop on a plane and be halfway across the world if you want and you can also or you can also have those herbs sent to you if you want like Mm -hmm. the amount i I, like talk to people all the time like why do you think cocktail culture has taken off i'm like well part of it is like the creativity of the people that are in the field and the other part of it is the acts the uh, like almost unlimited access we have to all these different things now for sure right it's Mm -hmm. like same with chefs like never before could you get stuff from like you know peru and france yeah and combine those together or something like that For sure. I mean,
0: I remember working in bars where that was that was a very common thing. Someone would order a drink, you'd look in the book, the book. You wouldn't look online; you'd look in the book, you know. Right. And you'd be like, "I don't have these ingredients. I'm sorry, I can't make that one." You know. Right. And so, honestly, that's kind of one thing I love about the podcast is because like whenever I make a cocktail, I have like time to prepare for it, so there's no drink I can't make. And so then we actually have the ability to i get I get to make like drinks that I've never made before but i've heard of a million times because i never had you know whatever random one-off weird shit there was mm-hmm. um, but yeah that's also what makes like this current day and age i think really
1: awesome because we uh, it's, i mean it's beautiful you know, right guys, you, so. <laughs> yeah like this yeah, the guy is the limit your your imagination and your palette and your creativity is the limit of what you want to create right mm-hmm. i think that's i mean that's really cool you can just I mean, you can just get so wild and weird with it where it's like, you know what tastes really, really good together? Calvados and Anejo tequila. You know what are very, very far apart? Mexico and France. But (laughs) those two, you know, those two very unique spirits go very well together. And, you know,
0: who who knew? Mm -hmm. Who
1: knew? But, you know, it's just like making those weird connections and having the ability to like play off that in this day and age makes it like, it's fun yeah <laughs> like, yeah totally right
0: because there's the other side of that it grows together goes together right and there's the there's just finding flavors that are completely contrary to one another but somehow complement each other too
1: and that's how we yeah those
0: weird things like the negroni or the reuben sandwich you know no, nobody ever thought to put corned beef and sauerkraut together that doesn't no. sound good to me
1: but no they probably it. that's all they had
0: <laughs> yeah but you have it and the flavors in your mouth and
1: you're like holy shit what happened? This is good. That, that works somehow, some way. Here we are. Huh. Um, one, of, one of the cocktails that I think is is like just looking on paper, you're like, this is going to suck. Like who made this? They need to be slapped in the face. Should just be erased. Like how dare you? Uh, is arsenic and old lace.
0: Oh yeah. I used to, I used to have that on a cocktail menu
1: at a place I worked with uh, the creme de violet. Crim Violet and Absinthe yeah. like what are you that sounds just it's just not they're not going to be buddies And well, it's funny
0: because the drink's named after the movie have you seen the movie? uh uh-uh. uh so the movie's an old Cary Grant movie from from the 50s or 60s or whenever he was alive uh huh um and he he essentially like he was this dude who lived with his two aunts or he just had two elderly aunts I don't know if he lived with them but he had just like gotten married and he was coming to stay with his aunts and these two ants ran a B and B, uh, and whenever they would have like a, a traveling salesman, like a lonely one who didn't have a family or something, they would just murder him. And they would be like, "Oh, we're saving him because, because he didn't have a happy life. So we're, we saved him from a life of sorrow." And then they would bury him <laughs> under the house. Um, and that was the movie. They would poison their victims with arsenic in their tea. They would put arsenic in the tea, and they would drink, and they would die. And then they had this this brother who. Um, was mentally handic- handicapped in one way or another and he thought he was Theodore Roosevelt <laughs> and so he was digging the Panama Canal um, that was what he was doing in his mind but he was digging yeah. graves under the house digging graves so would dig, they would tell him to go dig they, they would they would manipulate their mentally handicapped brother to, to go dig graves for the lonely salesman that they were murdering um, and in an attempt to make the world a better place. Wow, and that's yeah, what it's that a really crazy from. movie. But it's <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> got some good. It's got some good moments. <laughs> and they named a drink after it. Uh, that's nuts. <laughs> yeah, called arsenic and old lace, and that's well. That drink yeah. is absolutely delicious.
1: And it's basically it's
0: like, a gin martini with like four, like the violet essence, right? Is there an yeah,
1: absinthe An absinthe, yeah, yeah. yeah like a fair amount of absinthe a fair amount of cryptoviolet and yeah, it like, like a quarter ounce or so <laughs> yeah i was like there's no way this is going to taste good yeah like taste I was like
0: that's delicious delightful. it shouldn't taste <laughs> like but it but it's named after poison but it tastes like no no not poison well i don't know maybe poison
1: tastes good maybe tastes poison, like, I don't know, poison i, don't know, I haven't tasted poison i couldn't tell you <laughs> but
0: <laughs> i mean po- poison can have many tastes I, it's not a it's not like it's beef you know it's
1: yeah, who knows? It could taste like chicken.
0: I don't know. Who, know, who knows? Alligator
1: f- tastes like chicken. Who knew?
0: <laughs> There's a lot of things that aren't are supposed to taste like chicken, I think.
1: Yeah. I think you know what I wish didn't, I wish didn't taste like chicken? Huh? Chicken. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I had squirrel one time, and people were saying, were like, did it taste like chicken? I was like, no, I think it tasted like squirrel. Like, I'd never had it <laughs> tasted like this
1: before. Yeah, no, I know texture what chicken tastes like.
0: Similar, like too. Texture is similar to chicken, sure. But uh, the flavor was very unique. <laughs> that's, uh, but that's, but you know, it just depends on how developed your palate is too. Cause some people don't taste things. They're just like, oh, it tastes like licorice. You're like, well, it tastes like licorice, but there's also a lot of other herbs and spices involved in fernet. <laughs>
1: right. So, oh, okay. I have a question for you. Ooh. So I've thought about this a lot personally, wow. uh, Do you like being a bartender and working in restaurants and bars and whatnot? Do you ever wish that your palate had like never evolved? Because like I have friends that like they can they're so happy with just drinking Jack Daniels and crushing Coors Light because they've never had like really anything else. Like they've never evolved their palate to the point where like I can't drink. I can I can't drink those things. Like I can have like a Coors here or there or whatever. But there's a
0: time and a place. I think right. If so, if you're like floating the river, Coors Lights it's probably the best beer you can have at the moment.
1: Yeah, completely. Like I'm playing yeah. golf. I'm in to, I'm going uh, you know, to You're in pool.
0: the bar, hanging out with, with anybody. Like that's, I don't know. It's not, it's not my favorite. I don't like, I don't like a light beer. It just, it seems like you're, you're quitting, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I mean, just give, give me the full experience or, or nothing. I don't want, I don't want to attempt it at one third strength,
1: you know? No, Uh uh-uh. but like, you know, like, I have friends that can drink what just, you know, whatever swill and they're completely content on it, right? And they don't they don't feel any worse for the wear. That's just like kinda of what they're used to. Yeah. Whereas like I go to a bar and I'm like, I'm gonna need to see a spirits list and I'm gonna need to choose something. And- yeah. Bar-
0: bartending has definitely destroyed my ability to just go and enjoy myself and in, in a in a bar without thinking about anything. You know, it's there's definitely times where I can shut off and just be like, I'm here just to just have shots and drink beers. But, like right. if, but, if, but like if, if I go somewhere and, I, and I'm, I'm looking at a spirits list and I'm thinking about that, like, there's so much more effort. And I'm probably miserable the whole time, like, trying to figure out, like, what i want i do if i'm miserable I'm figure but you know out
1: what you want versus like what's a good deal and
0: then you're trying to figure out if this bartender gives a shit and if they're actually going to make you a good drink or if they're just going to put grenadine in your manhattan and,
1: yeah oh yeah exactly. or, so or cherry juice like, yeah they're like oh don't worry i got plenty of cherry juice back here i'll totally make you one of those oh
0: yeah like, what time am i in real quick i need to make please
1: a-. don't please don't
0: <laughs> yeah so there's definitely like a lot of Cautious steps I take now before I even order a cocktail. I feel like, in any restaurant,
1: yeah, just you. I, I mean, have you have like, to like
0: assess your surroundings. That's when you know whether you're going to drink a Coors Light or you're going to try to order a Manhattan from them.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, uh my actually my go-to like I have like a a like judge not a judgment but like a, it's a test basically mm-hmm. and my test is i'll just sure, order you ask them
0: for like a, a like a certain drink or something
1: yeah I, I just ask for a negroni on the rocks sure nice and if they make that the way it should be then i'm good to go and i if like they that don't, because it's
0: it's simple and honestly i i would i would just ask for a negroni and just see if they bring it to me on the rocks and then i know where we could go from there too because then because i think like I, that that's been an argument that I've been having over the last couple of years. Over rocks, rocks are up for a Negroni.
1: Oh, It's gotta be rocks, man. Yeah, but and and I
0: don't want And I, <laughs> I don't want to be that guy that's like, oh, I've been to Italy, but I have a couple times, and yeah. every single time I've been served a Negroni in Italy, it's been on the rocks every single time. Every single time. Better that way. <laughs> the country where the drink was originated in serves it uni- universally one way. I- I mean, I could be – I'm sure there's a place somewhere that serves it up. Yeah, but like – I'm making a very open statement. But at the same time, every – I mean, I've been to a few different cities, lots of different restaurants, and I've had over 100 Negronis in Italy. And yeah. every single one of them has come on the rocks. Sometimes they have an orange peel. Sometimes
1: they have an orange wedge. Um, so – but like, yeah, that's 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 how it's meant to be drank because yeah. it just – it progresses. And if you serve that's it up – Because it, the it, ice melts and the drink
0: kind of just becomes more – and it's just – like I said, it's you don't you don't chug it or you don't drink it fast. You know, you just sip on a Negroni, and then by you know by the end, your ice is down there, and yeah, it's just a nice drink, and it hydrates you because you have all that ice in there.
1: It's just good. It's friendly.
0: So good. So good. Yeah, I'm all passionate <laughs> about it. We're still, we're still. I feel like we keep going back to Negronis.
1: Yeah, I I know. I I couldn't tell you.
0: Uh, who knew? <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Who
1: knew? Not me. To drink, you know? Not me. Not this guy. <laughs>
0: <I'm gonna> sit <laughs> it up here. Sit it up here. Found myself talking about Negronis for two and a half hours. Since when? <laughs> okay. um, so in this world, today, <laughs> in a world, just the last world, and especially yeah. now with COVID and just the shit that's happening and normally i mean we 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 work stressful jobs right and yeah. high stress jobs very high stress you go to work like you were saying earlier you go to work chaos and then you clock out um what what is what is your way of shutting it out or shutting off or dealing with the stress like what's your what's your like stress management routine
1: um honestly it's you know you get done you gotta you gotta unwind a little bit so like i always I always make sure, like, I usually eat dinner, like, late at night, but I usually try to cook for myself. That's kind of relaxing. Um, I will smoke a little bit of weed. I will have a drink or two. Um, but, like, you know, I try to unwind like a normal, like a normal human being. Um, it's, like, you know, it's, like, get home, get done, get home at four, finish eating at five, go to bed at six, and, like, that's a two-hour wind down. But, like, I really enjoy watching, like, silly shows like I never watch anything too serious like cartoons really help like mm-hmm. wind me down or like Always Sunny or Seinfeld Just or like Rick and Morty. Just something to kind of like wind my brain down because mm-hmm. when you are working you are constantly constantly on but you're also while I'm talking to somebody I am simultaneously watching what my like coworker is and my other bartender that I'm working with the server or whatever is doing. I'm watching if there's a ticket being printed up, I'm listening to the couple down the bar hearing if they want to have another drink. There's like 10 things going on in your head. And once you kind of click that on for eight to 12 hours a day Mm -hmm. to turn that off again, you kind of have to, you have to find a rhythm. Um, And another, another thing I do is I always stretch. So I'll usually come home. I'll have a beer and a shot kind of closing the bar I'll come home, I'll smoke some weed, hmm. I'll put on my headphones, I'll cook, get my food ready. As my f- food's kind of, like, settling, I'm a big baby with, like, hot things. I'm not talking about spicy things, but food can't be too hot because I'm a little little girl. Apparently. I think not,
0: Hey, don't. That's a bartender thing. We're very, like I, to, it, we're very, very used to eating our food at room temperature. It's
1: I need not to eat that at room temperature. Temperature. Yeah, I need to I have to, I don't when I make my, my
0: coffee pop. in the morning, it sits for like a good hour, hour and a half before I can even drink it. I'm the same way. Oh my God. Is <laughs> are bartender taste buds, bro.
1: <laughs> Dude, I got, it needs to be like barely, barely hotter than like yeah. room temperature. And yeah, then I'm like, oh, that's perfect. Chugging temperature
0: is usually where we like. Rough, yeah. 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 Chugging temperatures where I can fit a gulp and just gulp, you know
1: and it's gone it's good to go yeah. <laughs> i've waited long enough it's that's perfect we
0: drink our coffee. <laughs> that's why, coffee, yeah, no, that's, why uh, that's why our industry has embraced the cold brew so intensely
1: oh um, i love it
0: yeah great. because cold brew you get your caffeine with no pain it's just good let's go next
1: thing <laughs> good you go. don't need to wait for that espresso to cool yeah whatsoever or that yeah. americano no 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 yeah I mean, you, just have the foresight,
0: you have to have the foresight to start it over like the day before You know, it's, it's not an immediate process, but like if you have, if you have the ability to plan your coffee out 12 to 24 hours ahead of time, you can get some pretty dope ass cold brew that will, that will wake you up just as good, if not more than that espresso shot.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. And it's just better. That can
0: be, that can be, uh, you know what? That's, that's my secret of the industry, Kelly, is the cold brew or that can be just we have, we have our secret of the industry category where, where we give a recommendation out. And then I think... Uh,
1: I think I, I second that. If, 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 also, if you don't like hot
0: shit, <laughs> hear, hear, hot Character wise I love spicy. And that's the thing. I love spicy stuff too. I love I hot stuff. Yeah, like
1: hot sauce, fine. Oh, right. I'll go for it. But like no hot... Like, on spice. Like, yeah. This is awesome.
0: hot food?
1: Yeah. No, I can't do it. It like... <laughs> yeah. it, I can't. It, I just like... Oh. I don't want to
0: burn myself because yeah. I value my taste buds and I want to keep tasting things.
1: Yeah. I got to keep tasting.
0: I can't burn my mouth. Otherwise I'm screwed. <laughs> my mouth. My mouth is like a big percentage of my job.
1: Agreed. <laughs> Especially yeah. when I'm
0: making cocktails. <laughs> I need to know what things taste like.
1: Yeah. A, a true story. Right. Uh, awesome. Yeah. No, it's, that's where I'm at with it.
0: Hell yeah. Hell yeah well that was secrets of the industry we we went from stress management to secrets of the industry and that was perfect uh <laughs> oh, oh uh
1: bring up um stress management one more thing is uh stretching so perfect, i know a lot of, i have a lot of friends that stretch um kind of when they wake up um but honestly you should stretch before you go to sleep because you need to loosen up those muscles uh your legs particularly you're you've been working you've been on your feet for Eight to twelve hours. You've been going, going, going. Um, if you stretch out your legs before you sleep, um, you're going to sleep a lot better. You're going to have a much happier sleep, and your legs going to be a lot happier when the you wake skeleton's up. Skeleton's going to rest a lot nicer too, because it's not
0: going to get pulled in all these crazy tight muscle directions.
1: Correct. And so that's
0: a stiff neck or
1: a fucked up shoulder. Exactly. So that's a big that's a big secret for me. Cool.
0: Um, so improve the industry then. This is our, our uh, teachable moment segment where we where we we look to those around us and and in in a loving teachable way we try to coach them how to be better, <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah. You see, yeah. No, I'm in. You see, I'm you into into that, yeah. glass
0: in the eyes. Don't, don't ever do that. You know that kind of stuff. You know.
1: Yeah. Um. Oh man. All right. Couple things. All right. <laughs> Never lose your cool. All right, We've all been weeded, we've all taken a ticket that's lose been you cool, you lose the argument. Yeah, and also like we've all taken a ticket that's been like the size of like us, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh my God, I' I'm, I'm screwed. I, I'm so far behind, right? Mm-hmm. But like the second you start panicking and stop doing what you need to do, you you lose that battle. yeah, right? Where it's like, if you take a ticket, you're like, okay, boom, 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 boom these cocktails, these cocktails, these cocktails. All right, let's go. And you don't lose sight of you're – not, you're not in a panic. You're not like, oh, my goodness, I, I have to bang all these cocktails immediately. It's like, no, set yourself up for yeah, – I have to honest. make
0: these cocktails good and, and in a somewhat timely manner.
1: Yes, and just don't <laughs> panic because the mm-hmm. second you start speeding yourself up and kind of rattling yourself for stuff, and so you start making mistakes, you can get further behind. you know one of like,
0: one of my mentors early on told me he said, "Don't ever let the crowd decide your pace." He said you, no. you make them move at your pace
1: absolutely and another 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 uh one of my mentors told me he's oh. like, "When you are bartending." If you start looking panic, the people that are like in front of you or around you, your guests, are going to see that Everybody kind of stress. Can
0: see panic on your face, yeah.
1: And they're going to be uneasy. They're not going to want to see that. It's not fun for them.
0: Yeah. And when so, I, Whenever someone goes, man, you're busy, I go, fuck. I like panic. Like, you know, it's like,
1: yeah, you're like oh, no, I, like no I, I
0: need to like chill out a little bit. <laughs>
1: uh, also, pro tip for free, if you can, engage the guests in front of you or the people around you so it kind of yeah. takes your mind off of it so you can actually kind of like well, you, create a, you make it. a show out
0: of it at that point right yeah
1: exactly and it doesn't seem like you're super busy or stressed out because mm-hmm. you're still talking you're being yeah. jovial you're having a good time but in reality you're really going for it and my friend called this he's like he's like have you ever seen a duck swim mm-hmm. and i was like yeah i've seen ducks swim. he goes yeah so it's kind of bob right and he goes you know, depending on how like big the 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 current is or the wave is, they just kind of bob. He's like, no matter what, they're just kind of above it. But you mm-hmm. know what their feet are doing? Just going nuts, constantly going. <laughs> like, they're always just moving. Be, yeah. Just be a, a a duck bobbing on a river or mm-hmm. a buck or a duck bobbing on a lake. He's like the just- the, the
0: the sim the semblance of calm while, while at the same time kicking ass
1: exactly mm-hmm. and he was like really if you can strive for that then like you you're really truly getting it you know and i think that was a a, a really uh, a beautiful thing for me <laughs> um another thing like that. um that's good don't be don't be afraid if a guest asks for something and you don't know it mm-hmm. and you know you you might like you might go away and look at your phone really quick and you still couldn't find it don't be don't be ashamed to ask them what it is um in in this in this day and age there's so many different things that are going on um that like even i don't know about mm-hmm. or like a lot of people don't know about and just be be up front up front with again you can kind of fluff it a little bit but like mm-hmm. you know if if someone is if someone is um you know asking for this weird drink or something like that i'm like ah I'll just go up and like ask me like, Hey man, like, yeah. I don't know what that is. Talk to me about it. Mm-hmm. Cause then not only am I being open with them, I'm starting up a new relationship with this person. So now mm-hmm. you're getting, you're getting the trust of this human
0: being. You're also allowing them to, to be part of the creation process. And so
1: they're getting exactly. to really accepting of the drink, right? Which a lot of people want to be. Yeah. And that and makes it really fun for them. Right. So mm-hmm. like, Oh, you made this drink just for me or you know, that that person, like, this isn't... Or that, that person used
0: my standards to make this drink, and it's perfect because I'm awesome.
1: Correct. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, don't just, don't be afraid, you know? Yeah. Don't be afraid of... Sometimes sometimes it's about someone else's ego. That's right. Um, honestly, it's most of the time, it. unfortunately. Like that? <laughs> Shoot. What did you say? I'm sorry. I said most of the time, unfortunately. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: just about every time that well that's that's honestly that's the secret to being a good bartender is uh asking questions about the customer you know that that always gets you to the next anything is it, you always rely on their ego right you, you just yeah. say tell me about yourself tell me about what you do tell me about what you like they want a drink oh, tell me how you like that drink you know and it's always about that individual person and finding exactly what they need right <laughs> Awesome. So, last call for alcohol. Uh, cheers, man. Thanks for coming on. Cheers. Up.
1: Cheers. It's a pl- pleasure. Absolutely. Uh, I love it. Brandy. That's fun to look brandy. at.
0: It's a brandy filter in the
1: camera. Brandy, she's a fine girl.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Nothing. I don't know. That's a good snort of brandy. I think you're supposed to drink brandy out of a snifter. Preferred. Next time I'll yes. bring a different class. Preferred. You're also probably not supposed to shoot it.
1: Also preferred.
0: <sighs> Whatever. I don't have any tequila right now.
1: That's unfortunate.
0: I have call. gin. I have gin and rum and brandy.
1: <laughs> none of those are really good for. And yeah, none are great shooters. I started no, with gin Not good. Rippers. With brandy. Oh, I, I I feel like I failed you. I should have gone onto my uh, shooters. Rippers uh, and nippers and grippers. There's, there's this whole spectrum that I feel One. like I, I left out.
0: <laughs> do you want to share? We have time.
1: I, I kind of do.
0: Yeah, we might as well. It's all recording stuff, so we'll just. <laughs> yeah, all right, all
1: right, all right. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, yeah, cool. Yeah, it works. There's a whole spectrum, right? So I, 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 I enlighten, enlighten my friends with these terms that I've kind of. Grown up around, just like kind of made up myself a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's a little fifty-fifty on all of it. So nippers. So I want a nipper. This is just a little guy, right? It's just like a little, like little, little nipped, right? You just, you just need a little. Yeah, it's like maybe like uh, a half ounce of booze, right? Uh, just, a
0: three-quarter ounce. Yeah, just it's just like a three pour. It's like a three pour.
1: Yeah, it's it's just a little bit of it's just a little bit of booze, mm-hmm. and that could mean that the, either the booze is like high proof or the person's a little saucy. But I still want them to get a. Yeah. Uh, a drink with me, it's a rip, right? Sure. So that's a nipper. A ripper, one more step up. One more step up. So you're looking at like an like maybe like an ounce. Mm-hmm. So I can like rip a couple of them because you just you are just ripping it. And it doesn't, it doesn't hurt. You're just in you're in the moment, right? You're yeah. like you're like four drinks. So it's in. a social shot. Yeah, we, we could all do. I'll do it. I paid for like, I paid for three shots. We're going to do
0: six total. You could shoot one ounces for, for a few hours and feel okay. And just feel
1: fine. Right. So that's, that's, that's the ripper. So we've got nipper ripper. Now we have gripper.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Gripper. That's full duty. That's uh, i I'm getting married. My wife is pregnant. My girlfriend is pregnant. <laughs> and I bought a new house.
0: feel <laughs> like shit, man. That's like a blackout shot.
1: Correct. So that is, you, you got to grip it and then <laughs> rip it. <laughs> uh. <laughs> because there's no other way. You get, a, you get a free pass the next day, either one way or another, it's going to be a great thing or a, however you want to look at it. It's it's uh, a,
0: The gripper is the last shot of your night typically. Well, it's the last shot you remember doing in the night
1: it's the last shot you remember doing and that's the gripper because you really got a grip you it may do 10 more possibly before you rip that's what you remember is that that's it so that's... that's my two cents on on that action i should have i should have brought that up earlier No,
0: it was it. perfect with it works uh
1: but it's some fun stuff but yeah I, I often use these terms my friends are like what are you what are you talking about i'm like no dude just so Just a do a nipper with
0: me. There's, and a, spectrum. Like, There's
1: a spectrum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it all makes sense. It's About a sliding it. scale.
0: All right. Um, so now we've hit our last call. We did our shot. Um, so we had our shot, and now it's your shot. Yeah. To uh, to promote anything you want to promote if if you want if you want attention on social media or if you have any causes or any restaurants or anything you feel is deemed worthy of attention uh, now is the time
1: um sure why not uh i will shamelessly promote my bar one time roquette in belltown r-o-q-u-e-t-t-e-s-e-a at instagram all that it's a beautiful bar it's super fun we're, we have a bunch of beautiful booze But Super low key There's no pretense We'll make you whatever you want And have a really good time uh, Secondly um, Drink more agave spirits It's just really good It's pure okay. it, burns, yes. it, burns, it burns clean It's really beautiful mm-hmm. um, Agreed Yeah I think uh, Between that
0: 100% really agave, know,
1: though, right? That's what you want to 100% eat. agave. You don't you want to take agave,
0: it. yeah.
1: No, and, you know, buy some mezcal that's not Vita, and I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. That's honestly. not Del Maguey. Yeah, Del Maguey, no Vita.
0: Yeah, yeah. Do, yeah.
1: Get some, do something a little bit different than get that. Get some
0: uh, if you find some pachuga, it's going to be nice. Some, um, the, um...
1: There's Tobala, there's Tobaziche, there's Madre Quiche. Anything that the Quiche, has the, quiche. the Quiche, Quiche, yes, yeah. quiche? Anything that anything that has like a different name mm-hmm. on it, get it, give it a go. Yeah, you would be pleasantly surprised.
0: Yeah, um, F- buy, go go out and find out what the difference is between a Highland and a Lowland agave. Uh, yeah,
1: it's, um, it's, it's
0: it's 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 a world of difference and it's amazing.
1: Also, I'm gonna leave you this on this. If you like, if you like bourbon. Drink cognac if you like rye. Drink Armagnac, and if you're just a badass motherfucker, drink Calvados. <laughs> nice job.
0: I like that. Sweet. Well, that wraps up one more life from the well. Thanks, y'all, for listening. Thanks, Kyden, for sharing your stories. And yeah. And, uh, Cheers, motherfuckers. Fuck yeah. Thanks, and as always, thanks to uh, thanks to the dead mother Kelly, the lost kitty Brian, and the giant Peter. Um, the, the, yeah, until next time cheers y'all uh, thanks for hanging with us we did have a little break there um, they say COVID's weird and and people are working again so so uh, we're, we're going to do our best to keep it at, at every week um, shout out to scratch distillery barfly mixology gear they're the best in the biz don't drink and drive call a cab call a neighbor we'll see you next time love you talk to you soon Bye.
1: Thanks for listening to Life from the Well, full of service industry stories and cocktail history. If you like our show and want to know more, check out lifefromthewell.com. Life from the Well would also like to thank our sponsors, Scratch Distillery and Barfly Mixology Gear. Join us next time
0: for another new cocktail and guest.